Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. Hello, I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Uh, nice. you know, I'm, I'm enjoying a, a day. Yeah, it's good, sunny out. It is, yeah. Which you normally hate. I mean, I, I'm enjoying it because I'm inside and we're about to drink some beer soon. So That's true. That's good. That's true. Yes. Uh, yeah, we've we've had a, a fun little week as well. Uh, did a little chat at the uh, Reading Homebrew Club. Yes, yeah, uh, we this did, week, yeah. which was good fun. Shout out to all those people there. Hello. Yeah, it was really nice to get down there and uh, you know, kind of just get to meet like local people who are into homebrewing. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, like we 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 met one of the members at Craft Theory, um, and yeah, we got chatting to them. So we went down, did a little chat for them. Uh, and just had quite a nice evening yeah. drinking some beers. We were trying uh, a lot of different gozers, weren't we? Yeah, lots of them. And uh, some of them were extraordinary. Yeah, some of them were absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, so what are we brewing this week then? So today we are brewing a Schwarz beer, also Schwarz known as beer. Black Lager. Okay, so uh, <laughs> like Black Lager, do you want to give us a, a little rundown on what uh, Black Lager is? Well, so it's a lager. Right. Obviously. But it's black. Is it, right. I was going to say, <laughs> hold on. This feels very sort of like Black Adder. Yeah. It's like, do you know of the wise woman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there, there are a, a few more sort of subtle differences. It's it's very much to a, a sort of German pills. Uh, you, you can tell it's a German style based on the name. Yes. Schwarz beer yeah, is yeah. literally translated as black beer. Um, so it is to German lager like a black IPA is to a normal uh, IPA basically it's nothing to do with the film Spaceballs no right okay just checking no, no I, don't, I don't think so I think I think this, the the beer is style is a bit older than that okay so, um, but it's yeah so the idea is you, you got that crisp refreshing uh, lager uh, not too heavy a body but you have got some dark malts and it's just a touch just enough to make it black but not dominate the flavour. Not like a stout where it's 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 big roast and nothing else. You still want a lot of those sort of lagery notes. Yeah. Uh, do you wanna on. like do you know much about the reasonings behind it? Uh well, other other than uh, dark malts are delicious. Or, yeah, uh, but I mean I suppose if if you're not really expecting much of the flavour to be there using it purely for a colour based thing oh no so you do want some flavour there you, right, do, okay. you do want a little bit of roast right. similar in a black IPA you you don't just want an IPA that's had some black food colouring in it right you do want that uh, the notes of that subtle, subtle roast coming in okay uh, you, you can also put some things like Munich malt or Vienna malt in just a touch give it a little bit of sweetness but not yeah. again not dominate it you still want it to be a refreshing beer at the end of the day it's still as lightly hopped as a lot yeah. would be yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, make this one sort of all citrusy or anything okay. you, you, you'd, you'd traditionally be using your German noble hops yes that you, yeah. you'd, you'd put in any German pills so um is it an old style of beer? Oh, yeah. I did mention oh, it's, oh, it's at yeah. least as old as Spaceballs the movie. I, I mean, that's not because I'm as old as Spaceballs yeah, the movie. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's older. older. Do, doing a little bit of research, finding out that uh, it's theorised that in the Kulmbach region of Germany, right. uh, 
uh, they found evidence of it in as far back as 800 BC. Wow. Which I think it's sort of extrapolating forwards means it's the, con- the, the longest running continual style in a certain region. Right, okay. So since 800 BC, it's very possible that they've been brewing that style a, a, of beer. a dark beer right, okay. uh, up to the present day, which is fascinating. Yeah, I really mean, it, yeah, that, 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 that is quite impressive to keep it going for that long. I mean, it, it's whether or not, because it, even if it just is a dark beer, mm. it's not necessarily a dark lager's been brewed over that sort of time frame, but like, it is quite interesting that the, they've potentially been brewing that and... You know, I mean, imagine the the providence of that yeast. <laughs> exactly. Like, I so, mean, that, they that yeast have, is banging at what it does. They wouldn't know what yeast is no. either. So it's not like they went, oh, this is lager versus this yes, is beer. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. just they, like... just been brewing. And... Yeah, this is what we caught in, yes, in the air. Yeah, but then, you know, they'd have been using the, the, the same inoculated stick because yeah. that's the magic yeah, stick yeah. that makes grainy water into... <laughs> delicious. Know, delicious. Delicious beer. beer, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I've kept quite a few things very uh, consistently traditional. Um, dark malts. Dark malts, yes, yeah. but just a touch. Okay. Uh, using uh, German Pilsner malt, touch of Munich, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, even down to the hops, I've got I've got a few of them here. Uh, I am using uh, Hallertau Herzbrücker. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, uh, we've we've used uh, Mittelfra before. Yes, yeah. That's, that's also Hallertau. There you go. There's some. Thank you very much. And... Um, it's it's along the a similar sort of lines, and it's from along the similar sort of region as well. You, you've you've got it uh, sort of a bit more traditional German style hop, good for lagers. It's very resinous at the bottom. Yeah, there. that's 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 really good. Like that's it's very nice. It's not like soup on the nose with any sort of like um, you know soft fruits or anything like that. It is very like very noble esque. Mm. That's exactly what you'd be expecting. Yeah, and um, just a touch of that as well. So so I mean. Obviously, we're not going to go into um, sort of like percentages and quantities uh, of ingredient of the ingredients. Um, but if you do want to know um, exactly how much we're putting in, uh, you can go to um, the malt uh, miller. Yeah, you can go to the malt miller. Uh, they are our partners. They supply us with our ingredients, um, and we put up all of the recipes uh, onto there so that you can go onto their website and just find by the mash tun click on the recipe you want and yep. you can buy that recipe pack and have it delivered to your house and then brew it and it'll give you a breakdown of exactly the steps we're taking yeah yeah um so in- including uh which hops we're using when so yeah. the, this is a v- uh, very low alpha hop like incredibly low alpha yes so uh, i did want to keep it a single hop as well partly for ease but partly for like yeah i, I want to try this hop out but it's for its paces yeah um but it means that despite trying to keep it at 100 grams for that one hop there's 50 grams going into the amount of beer wow and because the alpha is so low that only corresponds to 22.7 ibus wow okay so real low then. yeah Okay, yeah, which uh, which you know gives us fifty grams to play with on the aroma hops st- yes. sort of thing. So, yeah. ah, it's good. Um, using uh, traditional, um, I I think I'm using uh, Munich yeast as well. Okay, so similar region, but not like uh, anything too fancy. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. However, there is one tweak I'm doing. Okay, and that is I'm adding a little bit of smoke to it. 
Right, okay, so it's smoked black lager then. I don't, I don't want to go as far as calling it a smoked black lager. It's going to be a black lager with a, a hopefully a hinty wisp of smoke. A hinty wisp or smoke. Yeah. You, you sound like the back of a wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the hope. No. It's, you hope to sound like the back of a wine bottle. Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. As just, wanky just as checking. possible. But the, having that wisp there, I, I've found if it's, if it's just right, yeah. It can add uh, just a touch of body to something that might right, otherwise okay. not have that. Yes, yeah. And, yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's really hard to, uh, without practice, uh, yes. getting smoke ratios right. Because, well, with this one, there's not much else going on. So, uh, like with a, a big hoppy beer or a big sweet malty beer, yeah. there's a lot for the smoke to hide behind. Whereas this, because it's a black lager, it's so yeah. crisp and clean, I might have overdone it. I might okay. not. I, yeah, and and that's that's one of the things um, uh, you know that I've been noticing as we've been doing this podcast because we do a style once and then mm. we, we 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 don't really revisit it. It's very difficult to get those sort of like little bits where practice comes into it. Yeah, it's very difficult and... to get them right. But that's where the listeners can come in and help us out. So if <laughs> yeah. you if you at any point kind of look at our recipes, go on like the malt miller, look at the recipes. If you ever brew any of them and you make little tweaks to them, get in contact. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either on Twitter um, or you know on Facebook, just search for by the mash ton um, and yeah, get in touch with us on any of those and let us know kind of what you think about the recipe or if you've made any little tweaks to it, how those little tweaks have come out. So we can, you know, we can essentially use you guys as our mass trial for uh, changing (laughs) things. And then, you know, you guys can brew it hundreds of times so that we, on the next time we come round to this sort of style, if we try to brew it again, we can learn from things that you guys have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I think, is really good. Yeah, having that uh, multiple inputs uh, into some yeah. type of thing, it helps everyone iterate faster. Yeah, it's, so. it's essentially like if you've got a lab and you run a computer program for variance and you just hit go and it just runs a, a, an experiment, mm. you know, 20, 30 times um, just to work out what can go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is also one process that I've chosen not to do. Okay. Uh, which is something uh, people have started doing recently is adding the the darker malts towards the end of the mash as well. Right, okay. So w- what is that for? Um, so, well, for example, in, in this beer, I've used uh, Carafa 3. Yeah. Uh, which is already a, a de-husked dark malt. Yeah. Because a lot of that sort of acrid astringency, not astringency, uh, acrid sort of ashiness. Yes. Uh is emphasized more in the husks than it is in the actual grain. Okay. So de-husking, good. I, th- I think we covered that in the black IPA yeah, episode. That, yeah, I think we might have, um, but it's always worth going over it yes, again just yeah. to remind ourselves. And, and that's the difference between those two. Yeah. Um, one of the things you can do is if you add it later on in the mash phase, Yeah. it means that even less of that sort of acridness gets put into the beer. And so you end up with more color, yeah. but less flavor. Right, or you okay. end up with the same colour but less flavour. Yeah, so so you, you that's the sort of bit that you you're risking like missing out. If you don't want that flavour, then you know bang yeah. it in it. Is there any uh, risks putting it in later? Um, 
I think I think um, the well, one risk is that you end up with no roast flavor at all, and then it's right. sort of like, why bother making a black lager if you've yes, if you're not if you're not going to do that? But you know, you're, you're not going to risk uh, infection or anything because obviously no, it's I, I know you can um, if you um, mix through your grain bed uh, while you're mashing. Um, if you mix it through too early, you can you can lead it can lead to certain problems. So you can end up with um, I think you can end up with oxidation, um, oxidizing the wort beforehand, which is problematic. Oh right, oh because um, you're mixing it in be, 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 because yeah. you're mixing air into the mash, but also you disturb the grain bed, uh, which means that it doesn't have it, unless you then leave it to settle again. Mm. Uh, you can end up with um, kind of getting stuck mashes. Yeah, because you disturb the grain bed. So if you are going to put something in afterwards, you've got to try and let it settle out, especially if you've stirred it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will. I'll do some research on that um, <laughs> on that aeration of uh, wort during the mash because I'm fairly certain there is a possibility of oxidizing um, some of the wort, which is a problem because that that's where you get it's called hot side aeration. Okay, uh, and I'm fairly certain that. Can lead to certain off flavors, yeah. but I'll uh, yes do the research. Let uh, us yeah. know. I'll do a little bit of research and I'll get try and get a firm answer for that one. Okay. Um, Until then, I didn't do that. Good. <laughs> right. I, I just bunged it all in at the start. I just I know that 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 is a thing that you can do. Yes. Uh, and some people do. Uh, similarly, with the acidulated malt uh, in the goza, there are sometimes reasons to not bung everything in right at the start, and sometimes reasons to. Yeah, definitely. And the thing is that there's there's definitely kind of ways around, like kind of to avoid some of the issues because people do it, you mm. know, like adding grain in afterwards, like with the acidulated malt and stuff like that. So there is ways to make it happen properly. Mm. Um, so yeah, a- anything else? Uh, no, I, I think uh, it might be time for a bit of beer ye, beer ye. It's time for the beer news. Oh. Uh, I I know that we do like to try and emphasize a bit more the sort of the UK beer news, uh, but unfortunately it's a little bit of a US beer news at the moment. Yeah. Uh, A brewery close to your heart as well. Yeah. um, So there is a brewery which I really like called Dogfish Head, um, and they've just been bought out, it would seem. Uh, so I mean, it's for quite a substantial amount as well. Yeah. Like, like Dogfish Head are uh, a reasonably large brewery um, in Delaware, I believe, um, and they have just been bought out by um, the brewer of Sam Adams beer. Oh so right, the uh, Bo- Boston. So, yeah, so a Boston-based brewery um, in a three hundred million cash and stock deal okay 300 million dollars that is yeah um you probably wouldn't turn it down though would you? no so it's not really like a full buyout it's more of kind of a merger so the um the sort of like the the head guys at dogfish head are now going to just be part of sam adams um so i'm hoping that they're still going to be kind of making those like weird and interesting beers um like i had one when I was over in Florida last year, and I think we actually put a picture up of it on uh, Twitter when I had it, and it was like um, lime, like lime juice, lime peel, black lime, and sea salt saison, nice. and it was very nice. Yeah, it was just 
absolutely outstanding. Like, these guys specialise in doing just weird stuff. <laughs> like, and, and have just, been for years. Yeah, and, but they're, they're, they're churning it out. They're churning out sort of like small batch quality on a large scale. Like, you know, you're talking thousands of thousands of barrels mm. a year and like they're just nailing it so you know it's a shame we don't see their beer in the uk no uh, no, I, I don't ever. i've ever come across their beer in the uk no. but whenever i go over to visit my brother i'm always like yep dogfish head dogfish head just, just <laughs> get it in you because it's great it's kind of the same as uh cigar city brewing yeah, uh, yeah. which were actually uh, Florida, based, aren't they? Yeah. yeah well they're, they're they're based about 10 miles away from where my brother mm. lives so whenever i go over to see my brother it's like right I want to go there, please. Yeah. I want to go there. Let's and try And if they've got beers. cans of dogfish head, then... Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like, it's it's an interesting thing. And whether or not that actually might lead to um, exporting to the UK. Yeah, because you do see Sam Adams beers exactly. in the UK. So, hopefully, we might actually benefit from this merger. Because mm. uh, they might end up exporting to the UK, which would be... You know, on a regular basis, yeah, yeah. which would be brilliant. Hope they can tinker with the distribution network, but not the beer itself. Yes, hopefully. exactly. Because uh, you know, Sam, Sam Adams is a perfectly pleasant beer, but it's it's not anything that sort of people go, "Wow, that's really interesting." Yeah, it's- I mean, the thing is, if Dogfish Head are producing at that sort of quantity already, then mm. I don't think there's much that the that the you know kind of merging is going to change anything. Out of thought. You'd hope, you'd hope. Uh, yeah. I'd, 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 hope, I'd hope not. Anyway, but yeah. So that's that's the beer news. I realise you normally do it, but it's a it's a brewery close to your heart. So. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a brewery I really I, like. I, I figured, uh, why not? Why not? Um, there's also a tiny bit of UK beer news. It's, okay. It's, it's not anything else. Sort of a not really a plug either. There is a new magazine uh, slash website that's come out called Pellicle. Yes. Uh, you may know that from your sort of wild fermentation stuff. It's the it's the little skin that forms on the top of wild beer. The little skin. Little skin. Just, you know, scrape Bacteria it off, spread it on your yeah. toast. Lovely. Uh, so it's not just about beer. It's it's a sort of magazine about all things fermentation. Um, I believe they've got a website, pellicalmag.com. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So are we going to start seeing that in, like, local news agents? Hope so. I, so. I don't know. I, I don't even know where my local news agent is. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> is, aren't they normally around the corner or something? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, let's get a beer. Let's have a beer, Matt. What, what have we got here, then? So, Mike? first up, we have uh, the... It, it's it's basically held up as almost the archetype of the style. Uh, right. The, uh, Kurstritzer. Wow. Okay. Schwarzbier. Yes. Yeah, I, would, I would hope so. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, the back is all in German. Go on, so, give it your best go. For, I, no, I'm no, 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 I don't mean read it out. Give it the best. Give it, give it your best go of translating it in your head and reading uh, it out to us in English. I don't know what Geschmackslebnis means. So okay, so, I mean, if that's the first word, we'll just we'll just call, we'll just call <laughs> it done at that. Okay, yeah. uh, who's the brewery? Oh no, I am guessing that uh, the word malts aroma means yeah. the aroma from the malt so wow yeah, yeah. honestly your ability to translate German is outstanding <laughs> that's good it's nice that it's one word yeah anyway uh yeah it's a black lager uh who's the brewery uh Kurstritzer, i think oh right okay so it's brewery name and beer name uh i think it might actually be Kurstritzer is the brewery name and then the beer name is just schwarz beer seems there fair you go. why not it's a black beer yes and looking at it 
it is. It, yeah, it, it is definitely there. I mean, it looks like it's got a real good uh, carbonation level as well yeah, based on yeah. the head. Creamy white head. Um, I mean, it's not white. No, creamy cream head. Yeah, sort of like weird, like brownie sort of colour. The, the sort of colour you'd expect with um, a dark lager of yeah. this sort of thing. How's it smelling? Yeah, yeah, quite quite clean, quite crisp. It's not not a huge amount of that sort of oh, heavy smells, roast. Yeah, it, I mean, it smells really appetising though. Yeah, I'm going right. to go in. Go on then. Give it a go. See see how you're feeling about it. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. That's more than I thought there would be. So, yeah, that, that is a, a crisp, clean lager. But the coffee, the almost licorice that really, like, just creep in there. That is. That's real tasty, like. Mm. Yeah. I, I, could, like I could drink that. Yeah. It's it's almost like two worlds. And there's they, it keeps flitting between them. Yeah, so like, like, like you've got the, you've definitely got the sort of flavors you would expect from a lager. I've mm. got that sort of like cre- like clean crispness, uh, but then you've got, you know, if that was warmer, like just and <laughs> like a little bit less carbonated, you would be going, oh, is it like a porter? Like, is it because yeah. it's definitely got those sort of like flavors there, but on a, on a much sort of like lower level. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. And, it and doesn't just, it doesn't disappear right at the end. Oh no! It like lingers. they like like they linger and just like cruise throughout, and it's that's really nice because it I'd, stays with you. Yeah, I'd expect those flavors to drop off quite quickly uh, mm. in a black lager. Just go, you know, you try and you go, you oh, there, yep, there's the roast. I got that, and then it just kind of drop off. But that bitterness and almost a slight sweetness. Yeah. Kind of sticks with you. Yeah, there is a, a, a very slight sweet maltiness. Um a bit a bit crisper in the finish as well than I was expecting. Like uh really the the presumably from the hops, uh refreshing finish is is nice. And and it neither that nor that sort of coffee licorice dry finish mm. sort of fight with each other, they just get along and just keep it nice and lingering. Yeah. That's really nice. I could yeah. I could Drink that quite. What's the percentage before I decide if I can drink it all day? <laughs> that is four point eight. I could drink it all day. So, I mean, it, it might. I might not be functional <laughs> in the evening, but I could drink it all day. And you, you get it in the big, the big German style uh, like five hundred mil yeah. um, bottles. But you know, they've got that. They've got that mucky ridge around the top, which means that they don't recycle them. They reuse them, and that's good. That's better. Yes. It's less waste. Yeah, I like. I mean, they're, they're obviously in Europe, they have a, um, not all of Europe, but quite a lot of Europe, they, they do have very good recycling systems. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's nice to see, especially with, um, so that's got like a, it's embossed as well with the brewery's name. So it's nice to see that rather than just getting the bottles just reproduced and reproduced and reproduced every time when they've got specialist bottles like that, they are, they are yeah, getting reused. them back yeah, yeah. Um, and reusing them, which is fantastic. Um and it is a very nice beer. Yeah, like I can I can see why that is held up as kind of the archetype of the style. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. There are there are times when you want just a crisp pale lager, and there are times you want something a little bit more. Yeah, so I like this. This is definitely um, for me, sort of like an autumn drink. Yeah, you know, you're getting out of the summertime. Uh, you're getting away from your your, your sort of like more. Uh, cooler, paler beers, and mm. you're starting to think, "Ooh, is it is it stout time? Is it <laughs> is it time to start getting into the stouts?" Like, no, not, not quite, quite, because yeah. you've still got some of those still, warm still sunny, autumn but... evenings, and it's like, right, 
black lager. This this is where <laughs> we're gonna go, and that that would be brilliant. Yeah. Mm. I like it. Yeah. Um, well, th- this is the first of uh, three German beers, I should point out as well. Uh, I I figured uh, everyone's had enough of UK beers after that uh, craft theory special that we did over over the last two yeah. episodes. So three German Schwarz beers. Well, I mean, and and it does keep it very sort of traditional as well. Yeah, you know, true. Like if we're if we're aiming for that sort of style. Let's try and if we can get hold of some which are a bit more traditional, let's do that. Mm. Uh, especially considering you were going for a very sort of traditional style anyway. Yeah, um, um, and and also the time we've taken over drinking this has really developed it a bit as mm. well. Like when when it first hit my mouth, there was as as we said that that big coffee, um, like the dark malts were quite present. Yeah. But as I've had more and more of it, they've really start to, to diminish now and yeah. it's just almost like drinking well i think that's probably because like now you've got those flavors in your mouth yeah you're yeah, able yeah. to kind of pick up on some of the other stuff and yeah i'm picking up like hints of that sort of caramel sweet malt thing. yeah i'm almost getting sort of like um kind of brown sugar raisiny mm. sort of yeah, taste. yeah so yeah. sort of thing you would expect to find uh in beers that have like belgian candy sugar like a dark mm. belgian candy sugar in it um but yeah that's real nice yeah Next one? Uh, well, before next one, oh. I did some research. Oh, okay. Um, so hot side aeration, um, also known as HSA, because, you know, people are, don't want to use full words anymore, so no. we're shortening everything. Um, and it's identified as the introduction of oxygen in the form of air into hot water anywhere in the brewing process prior to fermentation. Oh. Um, so there is... Various problems, like you can go real deep into sort of science, um, and it's all to do with like lipids and you know various other bits, and basically how oxygen bonds to them, uh, and it can create um, various sort of like I don't know, making the beer taste stale because it carries through mm. fermentation, um, and yeah, it can be an issue if kind of you. Uh, stir the water too much and introduce um air into the water like the water while you're boiling it um and various things like that so um the bit i was talking about so just on the little i'm just scrolling through uh reading um so it's saying that most experts agree that their mash temperature uh is within the danger zone excessive stirring of the mash therefore too much splashing during recirculation and any air pickup during the mash transfer from the mash tun to uh, the boil kettle are among the most likely vectors for getting mm. hot side aeration um, along with long stands before the water is sent to fermentation so not cooling it quick enough okay so leaving yeah. it to sit yeah. hot like and to cool naturally um which in some styles if you've got a cool ship or something that's yeah that's fine yeah but exactly not so, um but apparently this beer. this has led to uh some fairly extreme measures such as mat uh mash mixing in closed vessels that have been purged of air so like mixing mash in fully sealed yeah uh vessels with co2 blankets just, on just the to top. be safe um but yeah i mean it seems to be uh something that some people are concerned about and care about, but the vast majority of people are just like, ah, it's probably not that much of a problem. Yeah. But it's, you know, try to avoid, once you've stirred in your mash... Leave it. Try not to just unnecessarily constantly yeah. stir. And I think, actually, if you're doing that, you're not really going to suffer from hot side aeration, 
more than you will suffer from just disturbing your grain bed. Yeah, which like, can cause which physical can, yeah, problems. Yeah, which can cause just a lot of issues a lot sooner. Yeah. Best so. practice, mash in, leave it. As with all home brewing, <laughs> or brewing in general, just let it alone. Yeah. Like, like, like once you've done the kneading of t- like the, the things you need to do, yeah, just leave it. Just leave it alone. Yeah. It's going to do what it's going to do. Right, uh, all, all this talking, let's have a... Yeah, let's, let's have, have another, another beer. Okay, next up of our German triple threat. Würzburg. Um, Hofbrau. Mm. Uh, Schwarzbier. So I'm guessing, again, by uh, the labelling, uh, Würzburg is the brewery. I Maybe. assume. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard to know really because it's it's very prominent on the labelling, um, and I know Würzburg's a place. Yeah, so I mean, Zu Würzburg, um, Brau tradition. So you know, traditional beer from Würzburg. Yep. Um, yeah. A quick look on the map shows me that uh, it's not it's pretty far, but it's not actually that far in in sort of international scales from. The uh, Kurtzberg. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, Kurtzstritzer, sorry. If my um, German is correct, they were established in 1643. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if my German is correct, <laughs> but 1643 is written on there. That's all. I'm assuming that that's, that is... Um, yeah, I'm assuming that that's what it is. That, uh, that's older than Spaceballs as well. It is older than Spaceballs. Um, oh, if anybody doesn't know why I keep referencing <laughs> Spaceballs, uh, watch it. It's a great film. Um, but the it's a kind of a mick take of uh, Star Wars. And rather than the, the Force, they have uh, the Schwartz. Uh, may the Schwartz be with you. Yeah. And that's why I keep doing it. Um, yeah, because so. of the Schwartz beers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, the Force Beer, that's what this is. Um, yeah, 4.9%. Yeah, uh, so again, similar. Again, I can't really... Um, well, I can tell you it's got water in it, it's got malt, and it's got hops. Nice. Um, I mean, I, I can tell that because I, I know what the German for those are, <laughs> but also actually underneath, after I'd read the German, uh, it was also uh, in, in English. English. Yeah, <laughs> so... Okay. Well, given it a sniff, it's um, similar but perhaps less intense than the okay. uh, from the previous one. It's it's still very pleasant. Yeah, it hasn't got. It's not as uh, full on on the nose, is it? No, and um, oh, I probably should have had some type of palate cleanser because I'm really not getting that big roast hit. It's a lot softer, uh, a little sweeter, in fact, as well. And you think that um, maybe. Um, the other one might have, yeah, it might be uh, overshadowed it. it. Yeah, uh, I should have had some type of little nibbly thing, but it's too uh, late unfortunately, now. I'm all out of those square crackers. Uh, no, sorry. So I'm just gonna keep drinking it. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it though? Like it's softer. Yeah, it's a lot more. What do you mean by softer? Um, so the the first one was a bit more aggressive, and uh, uh, especially in that in in the darker regions of yeah. of the taste. So again, like coffee big yes hit. yeah this is a lot more subdued it the it tastes like the darkness comes from a sweeter less roasted malt okay um so you're getting more of the um so caramelly yeah sweet but do, like, like do you think maybe they have put in the grain a little bit later and just got the color rather than the 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 heavy it's, hit from it's the, possible from the 
uh, grain itself. I, d- I don't think that's a traditional way of doing things. And if they've been going that long, it's possible yeah. they're quite consistent. Um, yeah, yeah, and possibly they're just using, it, like you say, a lighter grain. Yeah, yeah, and uh, potentially, yeah, just uh, less heavy roasted grain, but more of it. It's quite thirst quenching, though. Yeah, like it, it's um, it's much closer to a lighter lager yeah. than the other one is. The other one, you know, if somebody said to me that it was like a light porter, then I probably would be like, yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Mm. Whereas this one, it would be like, no, this is this is definitely a black lager. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're erring more on the lager side than they yeah. are on the black I, side. I think if, if my eyes were closed and someone said, what do you think of this lager? I don't think I would pick it out as being black. Maybe a, a sort of deep amber, something yeah. like that. But it just, it lacks that uh, acrid bite. Yes, yeah. But it also, like, like unlike um, a lot of lagers, it lacks sort of that um, almost slightly sulfurous flavour, mm. uh, which you get in a lot of lagers. Um, so it, it, it lacks that, and I do wonder if that's, you know, kind of the, the black malt kind of helps just mask that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it because obviously Germany's a very big place, and there's all sorts of water sources as well. Yeah. So it might be that their particular water might be similarly to the Thames water, very heavily... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, high I, in pH, I, and so yeah, I haven't looked at the because that's something we never really do. We never look at like the the beers that we're trying. We never then look at the water chemistry um, of those no. areas to see whether or not. Um, well, but we, I, I think that's that's probably uh, a lot more in depth than we realistically yeah, need to go because people, people are going to tune out if we start re- reading water reports for yeah, twenty true. minutes per brewery. But like more modern styles, styles as of sort of fifty years ago. What local water chemistry is not an issue. Every no. brewery will have been uh, not paying attention to that. Whereas if you've but, got a style they, that's centuries then, yeah, old, yeah, exactly, yeah, maybe, so, yeah, and and chances are they probably don't tinker with the water chemistry. They just do the beer that works well mm. for that water, which exactly. is why a lot of places only had one or two beers. Yeah, and and so it might it might actually be interesting to figure out why they went for a black lager that isn't sulfurous. And whether that is down to a higher calcium carbonate rather than calcium sulfate type, yeah. type situation. Who knows? Let's it's ring all them speculation. up and ask. Let's yeah. ring them up yeah. and ask. How's your German? Uh, I think we've already established it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. I really like that. Yeah. Like, it's definitely more, um, you know, because we're coming into the summer. Uh, mm. That's definitely more of a summertime drinker than the last one. You reckon so? You reckon that sort of sweetness is pairing... Yeah, I, th- I, I think it, like if you sat in a beer garden drinking that, if if this summer's like anything like last summer, uh, I'll be on fire most of the time, um, <laughs> and I'll probably be wanting to drink something like that. Yeah, I'd have thought. All right, keep an eye out for it. I will do. Right. Uh, what's next? Let's Ooh, go get it. Let's get it. Right, what have we got here then, Mike? We do have a slightly newer take on the style. This. I, like I, I'm just looking at the can here, and and when you said, "Oh, it's one of those fancy things," I was like, "Like fancy cans." I was like, "What? You mean a metal one?" But now that you brought it out, <laughs> I'm like, "No, I can see that that is fancy." What's it got dimples in it for? Uh, because there's not much else. the The front of the can has the words "New Black" on one line, and that's "New" spell N E U. Yeah. And then on another line, it says "Lager." Right. Uh, and then the dimples are there to make it interesting. I mean. As far as branding goes, it's 
um it's unique because they've got like it's it's a black camber and it's got like a white top the the top of the can is white with a black ring pull yeah it's striking it is uh the brewery is called and union right and uh despite basically all of the words on the can being in english uh they're actually based in munich interesting so this is a german brewery yeah doing a black lager yeah but to, in a craft way to, yeah to That's, to a predominantly uk market that is the most craft can i've ever seen it's yeah minimalist yeah but then there's extra stuff who knows who knows i like it yeah give it a give it a, a whiff it's so hoppy okay you, yeah that is much sure more intensely this, hopped. are you sure this isn't um a black ipa no it just says uh yeah. i mean it says lager it's, i, mean, I can but it's, see it. it's a new black lager right yeah but new as in n-e-u yeah so it might be anything there's no uh, specifying which hops it has, uh, but it does have the uh, the uh, the text of a rich, toasty, and complex yet light-bodied and refresh- refreshing, unfiltered black lager. Wow, what do you reckon? So, like as hoppy as it is on the nose, it's not really. It's it's much more the aroma than it yeah. is the flavor. The flavor is very subdued. It is very much what I'd expect from yeah. a black lager. And and lager malty as well. Yeah, I was mm. expecting like just a black IPA. I was like, oh, they, they've just put a black IPA in a black lager can. That's what they've done. But no, like that is very much a black lager. But that hop aroma right at the start yeah. is... It's a joy to bring it to your face. It is it is lovely, but it's a lie. Because that's <laughs> not what's there when you drink it. I mean, when you drink it, it's lovely. It's sweet. Um, but not cloying. It's not a sugary sweet. It's it, it is like a malty sweetness, but it has got that crispness of a lager. Mm. Yeah, it's and it is it is refreshing in the finish, as you say. That crispness is definitely mm. pretty big, and there's not much roast either. No, not a there's huge not. Amount. Like that. That's that's very good. That's very cleverly yeah. done. I would suggest. Yeah, that's that's basically a black lager targeted at. At the UK craft beer scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've nailed it, especially the can. <laughs> like, the can alone will sell, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. probably, you know, a couple of thousand units. <laughs> Just people saying, oh, what's that? Yeah, oh, a fancy can. I want to touch it. Yeah. And then you have to buy it. So, yeah, that's that's uh, three can fantastic... I, can, can I touch the can, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is textured. Oh, touchy can. Okay, I like this. Oh, they've got, they've got um, social media stuff as well, so... Yeah. Might have to check them out. Uh, 5%. Uh, so we have been going up in ABV. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, unfiltered. Yeah, no, that, that's that's really good. I like that. Oh, uh, there you go. Um, this is brilliant. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if you read this bit. Oh, about the driving. Alcohol yeah. reduces driving ability. Don't drink and drive. Don't be a dumbass. Yeah. That's literally what it says on the car. We, we're taking a photo of that and putting that up. Because, <laughs> yeah, don't be a dumbass. Hey, it's a good message. It's brilliant. And the fact they've just put it on the can there. Like, you know, I, I understand putting, like, don't drink and drive, but then they're going, don't be a dumbass. It's great. Yeah. Uh, that's a word you don't hear often enough. Um, <laughs> so you like the branding? Yeah, I oh, really do. However, that's chuckled me because we've had very traditional branding from oh, very yes. traditional breweries making very traditional beer, and they've been very nice. And it's nice to see um, what appears to be kind of a newer brewery doing uh, a traditional style of beer from their area and nailing it, but then also trying to 
bring that into the sort of new wave new that modern you, yeah, style that, yeah that you're getting and i think that's, it's very clever and i think a lot of like breweries could learn from that yeah in kind of just maybe sort of updating what they're doing but i do like that there is still breweries from like you know the 1600s still kicking about <laughs> doing exactly <laughs> what they've always yeah. done and because they make very good beer all right so, of the three then what's the one I, I the thing is is i it's hard to say really because the branding for the last one <laughs> it's kind of it's it's making me really enjoy it but the beer itself is very clever um and it's not just a simple straightforward beer it's it's a bit more complex and i like that um i like to be kind of challenged with it like the aroma not matching you know the mm. flavors that you're getting are quite uh, and, but not matching it in a good way um is very good uh, then, you know, beer number two, uh, you know, much more kind of um, down the line, um, easy drinking, very, very sessionable. Uh, and, the, and then the first beer, just having that, the darkness, like yeah, the, that, that, that roasty taste. Yeah. And it's like, I think they're, they're all good just at different, like the different times of the day or different <laughs> times of the year. Um, you know, I'm I'm the sort of person who just likes beer. I like all sorts of beer. There's not many styles I'm just like, nah, I'm not I'm not in for that. So yeah, it's very difficult to pick an out and out winner, but I think I don't know, I think the the first one probably <laughs> had the most kind well, yeah. of roasty flavour going on. More interesting in the mouth and But yeah, but the, like the last one, like that that hop aroma right at the start is so interesting yeah yeah i was gonna say if if i had to split it it would be bringing the third one to my face is the winner and then the aftertaste of the first one is oh that aftertaste just lasted so long it was so tasty yeah there you go that's my that's my verdict yeah i mean the thing is i like i i try not to you know kind of go right this is this is the exact one because i think they, they they all they all have something I want. Mm. And sometimes it's like, well, I'll just put them all in the same glass and just go for it. <laughs> Try and get the best of all of it. Uh, it's, there's always that option. There is always that option. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it for yeah. us this week. Um, next time. Next episode, I'm going to be taking a run at a traditional English IPA. Oh, right. So, so you're doing it really traditional style? That's the plan. Ooh. Uh you know, I'm I'm probably not gonna do Foggles. Oh man. No, yeah, EKG? No. Oh. If if you want if like, like, if you want to take a run at those beers, Mike, by all means go for it. But I'm just not a fan of Foggles. <laughs> That's fair. So I I I think there's there's different English hops which need to be kind of you know, shown because, you know, a lot of the English hops get overshadowed by a lot of sort of new world hops and mm. stuff like that, that people forget that. There is some really quite yeah, interesting yeah. Uh, English hops out there. So I'm going to give some of those a go with a traditional English IPA. Nice, nice. Enough about that. Yeah. Um, right, should we go? I think I think we should. Uh, yeah, if, if you like our show, um, you know, please rate us uh anywhere that you listen to podcasts you know um we don't really kind of advertise anywhere um our reviews are you know the the way we get word mm-hmm. out so yeah. if you like the show tell everybody else about it um please do check out the malt miller 
and the monkmiller.co.uk that's that's the one um yeah check like check out their website check out our recipes on there um and if you've got any questions at all um if it's to do with the show do with um some of like the recipes and stuff like that get in touch uh if it's to do with equipment and stuff give the uh the people at the malt miller a shout and they're they're always happy to help out yep and uh if you are Wanting to get in touch with any of our social media platforms, the uh, the handle is always by the mash tun, all one word. So just get involved. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Right. Uh, I think that's probably about it. We're going to finish off these beers. Yep. And uh, yeah. Bye. Cheers then. Bye.